You're listening to Fitzy's Friday Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. Download the SEN app to make sure you never miss a tip from the magic man. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Yes, good afternoon, Gareth Hall with you, filling in for Miles Fitzner for Form Lounge and our thoughts with Milo. He lost his mum during the week, so we're thinking of you, Milo. And, um, yeah, um, he's going through a tough time at the moment. So I think he's listening. So uh, big hello to you, Milo. But Gareth Hall filling in this afternoon for the Form Lounge. It's a good afternoon to you listening on your local SEN track dial and a big afternoon to you wherever you may be listening on the SEN app. And the Form Lounge, all thanks to PointsBet, we're going about it a little bit differently this afternoon um, because we caught up with a lot of our tipsters on Giddy Up. Well, I did anyway. I um, mean, you can listen to that by subscribing to Giddy Up with Gareth Hall, your local podcast subscriber. But boy, we've got a big hour coming up. So let's welcome in the team. First of all, the man that plays a little bit of a cameo role from time to time on, on Giddy Up is our digital man who comes up with extremely good content from time to time. Huey Fitzpatrick. Hello to you, Huey. G-Man. Thanks for having me, mate, on the debut show. Yep, we're thinking of your miles. Yep. And um, have you been on the Form Lounge yet? Yeah, I've done a little cameo. Okay. Jason Richardson will join us towards the back end. Of course, the superstar there from Channel 7. I think we can find you a few winners. Bloody oath we Across can. a big weekend. Turnbull Stakes Day there in Melbourne. And, of course, we've got the Hill Stakes in Sydney. We've got a Murray Bridge Cup meeting um, Kalgoorlie Cup meeting. We, we need to get there one year at the Goldfields and some handy enough racing there at Eagle Farm in Brisbane. But Jackson France, hello to you, Jacko. He's also joining us on this uh, Friday afternoon. He's got a horse racing at Morphville today that he thinks is a dead set moral. So we'll get to that a little later on. But hello to you, Jacko. Morning, Gareth. Great to be here with you. And obviously our thoughts and prayers with Miles and the Fitzner family at this um, tough time. Yeah, well said, but we've got a very special guest. Uh, this man is a premiership player now from the Collingwood Football Club. He's a man that... He relates to all of us racing fans and sporting fans. Um, he loves the races and he was um, he was talked about going to the races on a Friday night before a grand final and then he delivered the goods for the Magpies there on a Saturday afternoon to win a premiership. He's the boy from Castlemaine. Jack Ginevan joins us here as our special guest on Four Mounds. Hello to you, Jack. Thanks for joining us, mate. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Like uh, Huey said, debut, so a little yep. bit nervous, so... Uh, we'll roll into uh, a lot of things and, yeah, excited. He epitomises what track's meant to be, I yeah. reckon. No, he, he reached out to Tags. He reacted to a Tags <laughs> video about six months ago. And from that day on, I said, I've got to get this bloke on track. And I thought, Pies have won the flag. What perfect time. Let's get him debuting on this form, yeah. So it's good to have you here, Guinea. Huge. Um, now, David Taggart, are you a fan of David Taggart? Because he says that he's got, he's got fans all across the world these days, especially this country, but he... He breaks to us that he knows you and that you listen to SEN track only because of him. Yeah, there is a little bit of truth to that story. <laughs> I think. Just a little bit, just to uh, keep him honest. I, I reckon one day I commented on Instagram after he picked a winner and I followed him and, um, yeah, he looked after me there. So uh, shout out to Tags if you're listening. Yeah, he'll be listening. He will Don't be listening. That. That's good. Um, how have you celebrated the last couple of days? I, I guess it's has it sunk in yet that you're a premiership player? Yeah, it's uh, pretty crazy, I guess. You you dream of it as a kid growing up and um, to finally be a premiership player. I'm only 20, um, so it's still a long way to go, hopefully, in my journey. But, yeah, the celebrations were elite. We, um, you know, did all the stuff with the fans and then uh, a few boys came back to my house on the Saturday night, Sunday morning, and then uh, back with the fans on Sunday. And, 
then we're on the rooftop bars and um, yeah, but all the boys are in fine form. It was um, absolutely elite. Yeah, talk about those celebrations. We saw you actually on the Mad Monday strutting down Bridge Road in Mr. Brightside silks. Can you talk us through that? And how the hell did you get those silks? Yeah. And pretty, whose silks were they? Yeah, they're pretty good silks to wear. So um, yeah, Craig uh, Williams, obviously yeah. in the Brightside kit. And I, I was lucky enough to sneak him. I saw um, Ben Hayes yesterday and... He was he was fine with it, so he didn't um he didn't talk about it, and he was happy that I was in him, and um, yeah, just got him on Friday night at the Valley, and um was gonna didn't have a kit, so I was like, oh, I was a jockey, and then everything else exploded, and uh, how'd they fit? They looked like they fit like a glove. Yeah, that they were not too bad. The the legs are a bit a bit small because Craig's obviously not that tall, so um, but yeah, he's he's obviously got a bit of a chest on him, Craig. <laughs> so what do you weigh? Uh, 84. Okay, so you'd have to get into the sauna to really get down to riding in the Melbourne Cup 58 or so. But um, I was surprised how well they, they 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 fit you there, Jack. Yeah, well, I've been shredding a, shredding a bit lately, so maybe, maybe that helps. But, um, yeah, Craig, maybe maybe he's riding at 65 <laughs> these days. I don't know. Well, now, what about the talk? So you played in the grand final on a Saturday afternoon, but you went to the races on a Friday night to watch a mate's horse for Wayne Hawks. Um, Fist of Fury, I think it is. And I've got horses with Wayne and um, he's very hard to get the communication. Oh, sometimes he's pretty good with the communication, but um, I don't think sometimes he knows who, who's in the horses these days. Nah, um, Mr. Hawks. So, that's fair to say. So you go there and you watch um, that race at Mooney Valley and then all of a sudden it blows up and everybody's trying to tell you how you should prepare for an AFL grand final. And what have you made of it over the last three or four days? Yeah, I guess um, it was. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know. I guess I was trying to relax before the game. I was obviously pretty nervous. First grand final as a twenty-year-old, um, probably sitting on the couch doing nothing. And um, yeah, I was in Brunswick for dinner with my mates, and um, we it was a two-minute drive to Mooney Valley. And we thought, why not? And, <laughs> We got looked after in a private box and um, was on the waters and home by 10. So it wasn't too bad. But looking back, um, you know, you probably don't want to put pressure on the club and all those things that came with it. So um, looking back, it was probably a mistake, but um, I'll learn from that. And, yeah. How did you sort out a box? That's what I want to know. Like, yeah. Maybe, how's that work, Jake? Just rolls in post-dinner and just, just here you go. Jack is a box at the Valley. When you're the boy from Castlemaine, you're playing for the Collingwood Football Club and you're much loved from the, the Magpie faithful. You own this town. You get to do what you want, I guess. Yeah. Walked into the Labbrokes um, lounge and uh, saw this the girl who was working for Labbrokes was wearing a Collingwood scarf and I, I knew I was <laughs> oh, here there. So, yeah. Um, yeah, straight into the box and um, a few of the Melbourne Storm boys came through as well, which was elite. Do you reckon any winners? Uh, a few, a few seconds. I, I remember one ranting in the fourth. Oh, I think yep. it was uh, a horrible ride for the star. It was out the back, and then it weaved its way through and just snuck home late. So that was an elite ride, and obviously the main two Imperatries and Amelia's Jewel. You, you probably should just multi them too yeah. all the time. What did you make of the full experience there at the Valley on the Friday night, Jack? It was obviously great to see Benny Allen down there on the decks. Yeah, he's a, he's a good man, Benny. I always message him throughout the week to t- uh, to see if he's got any winners. So, um, yeah, it was it was good. I was obviously inside, not not doing much, but um, I'm pretty keen to get down. Maybe this Friday or the next coming Friday to uh, yeah, he, I'm pretty sure Will Sparks is playing there. So, um, you know, world renowned DJ, which would be pretty cool to um, have a listen to him. So there's a lot of talk about trying to get the new age into the racing industry. You know, you're just the new Coxwade ambassador, which is great news. You and Jack Jenkins, our own, 
Have you got any advice to the sort of racing jurisdictions of ways to bring in, you know, our age, Jacko, Jack, maybe not you, G-Man, but I'm sort, of, that old, sort of our demographic? Because it's a big thing in racing. We're really trying to bring in the younger audience, but we kind of find it hard. So any advice to the old Racing New South Wales and Racing Vic? Yeah, I reckon um, just to get down and embrace the atmosphere, if you've got a few mates, you know, I, I find it a real relaxing environment and uh, just a bit of fun if you keep it the right way. And if there's DJs down there and people you like to see and um, amazing horses, that's half the reason why I went as well. The best two horses in Australia was running the Friday night before the grand final. So it was amazing to watch them uh, go about their business and, yeah, just the whole atmosphere of the Mooney Valley under lights is, um, yeah, great to see and I would definitely recommend it. If I gave you an opportunity to have a share in one horse, Imperatrice or Amelia's Jewel, which one would you take? But you only get to have one. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough. Imperatrice's um, owner messaged me to tell him to come down and have a look at Imperatrice okay. the other day. So I feel obliged to say that, but the last two starts of Amelia's Jewel, hands and heels, yeah. basically both times... Um, in fine form for the Cox Blades, it's hard to go past Amelia's Jewel, so I'd probably yep. have to go Amelia's Jewel. All right, then. I feel like Jack, and, Jack uh, and Simon uh, Miller would get along too. No, you would love Simon Miller. He's one of the greatest party animals of all time when it comes to racing. He's as loose as they come, Jack. I'm not saying you're loose, but um, he is, like, I think he was... He's sink, down on the lawn. Yeah, he was sinking cans. Yeah. yeah. Um, and his owner, Peter Walsh, is a great story. He's from WA. He owns Amelia Park, so he, he was big in the abattoirs. But now he's got his own. Do you like red wine? Yeah. Well, Amelia Park, he, he'll he'll drop you a, a, a drop of red. So he's got a winery. And if you, if you want to go to Margaret River, they'll look after you like family while she and Simon Miller. But Amelia, I would probably go with Amelia's jewels as well. I can't really believe that um, they've knocked back an Everest slot with Imperatrice. It's a lot of money. So they've got too much money to keep loose. Yeah, maybe they don't need to. I actually saw a tweet about Simon Miller. He was... As soon as Amelia's jewel got past the post, he was sculling a schooner yes. or something. So I wish I was down there yeah. to see that. But ma- maybe next start of the Cox Plate, I'll be down there with him. So were you the go-to man at the club, Jack, for the tips? Is there a group of boys that get together and crunch the numbers? Or do you rely on a bit of outside mail? Uh, of the tags on the track side team? Yeah, ma- maybe a bit of tags every now and again. But um, yeah, I- I'm not too bad. But I-, I like to... Nathan Murphy's not bad of him. He's every now and again. So you know when Murph's got one, he's um, always pretty reliable. And also a few mates outside of footy. I, I try to uh, keep clear all the footy boys because they give you shit if you, you, yeah, you get it wrong. Yeah. I know my partner works at the MRC and her best friend and colleague is Carly Maynard and Braden, that's, that's um, Braden's sister. So I don't know if he's quite into the races. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't got one from both. No, so maybe, no. I, maybe I'll investigate. There's a few. Like I reckon the Brisbane Lions, they love their racing. McKenna wants to be a horse trainer when he was in Ireland. His old man's a really good trainer. I know Darcy Gardner and a few of the boys um, have got shares. I know the Richmond boys are big on their races. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Solcombe. Yep, Solcombe. Yeah, Solcombe. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them. Well, even you see over in Perth, Hayden Valentine, he's training out yep. now that he's play for Fremantle. So, yeah, there's obviously a real passion between, you know, the football as well as the racing. But... Where did your love of racing sort of spawn from, Jack? Was it going to the Bendigo Cup with the boys um, growing up in your teenage years? Yeah, it's, um, it's funny. It was, it was a while ago, I guess, a, a mate, um, Abe, of mine who, who loves the horses, me and him sort of just got involved in it. And, um, yeah, since we were pretty young and we, oh, I'm a real analytics guy and love analysing all the races and, and I'm real competitive, so I want to win. So um, <laughs> the first real time I got involved was... 
Oaks Day with my brother, his um his Bucks party. So went down to Oaks Day and um, Moonlight Maid running the last. Yes. That's all I can remember from it. Mitch and, Friedman. Yeah, paying $45. So uh, all the boys was on that and I just remember that and um, that's sort of how the passion came and um, yeah, I just remember Moonlight Maid from that day. You're involved in it. You own a horse, I think I saw. Is that, is that right? Give us a talk to us. Yeah, I, I don't know much about me and Sidey. Uh, Tay Adams, Trebianco, Murph have got a little share in it. It's it's actually nearly about to trial, but we didn't sign the forms quick enough. So uh, we had to sign them yesterday at the club. Um, so we just signed them and hopefully she's trialling soon. And um, yeah, we'll see. Who's got it? Give us a name. Who's Who trains it? Yeah, Hawks. Wayne Hawks. So oh, he's Wayne. looking after us. Uncle Wayne. Yeah. Oh, good luck there. Good luck he's, there, God. Hey, make sure that he takes you to Ascot Vale Hotel um, and... Because of all the publicity that you're giving his stable at the moment, I'll make sure I'll bring this up on the means test when he joins me for giddy up, Jack, that you'd be getting free training fees. Yeah. Um, well, I'm still paying, so. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll organise that. We, have, <laughs> we might take a break and you stay for another couple of minutes. Um, I might try and see there's a, I don't know if you know this, but a great friend of mine in WA, Jimmy Taylor, Brittany Taylor. Brittany Taylor's a bit of a racing personality um, from the West. They named a horse after you in yeah. Western Australia. Ginnivan. Yeah, yeah Ginnivan. Yeah, I have I, I have heard. Uh, Sean O'Donnell, I think, rode or No, it, was it Jason, Jason Brown? Yeah, Jason Brown rode it. Yeah. And his Sean O'Donnell's son messaged me telling me to get on it. Yeah. And at the first start, I didn't. It was at race one at um, Ascot, and it was paying 10 bucks. And I saw William Pike favourite, and I was like, oh, I'll just go on William Pike. And then, so you bet against Ginnivan? Yeah, I didn't even see it. I didn't even want to scroll down. I just saw William Pike favourite, and I was like, yeah. And then he messaged me and was like, did you get on it? I was like, no. Nah. And then the next day I was paying $2 and it lost, and I got on it. So, oh, I love it. Yeah. All right, mate, we might. I might see if we can get Brittany on. I'll ask her about how she um, they got the name Ginnivan. Um, He's had a taken high as well. Oh, okay, there you go. So, we'll take. yeah, that's that could be that that could be the reason, but we'll find out. We might give it a call. We'll take a quick break. This is Form Lounge on this Friday afternoon, thanks to Points Bet. Gareth Hall, Huey Fitzpatrick, got the young guns, Jackson France and Jack Ginnivan, the premiership winning player now at the Collingwood Football Club and the ambassador for the WS Cox Plate. Don't go anywhere, it's twelve eighteen. This is Form Lounge on SEN Track this Friday afternoon. You're listening to Fitzy's Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. You're listening to Fitzy's Friday Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. Download the SEN app to make sure you never miss a tip from the magic man. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Welcome back to Form... Getting used to this new show. Get used to that song, oh. aren't you? It's a proper great intro song yeah, too. Love it. Nearly as good as some giddy-ups. 12.22, this is the Form Lounge. Gareth Hall with you. Jack Ginnivan's our special guest with Huey Fitzpatrick and Jackson France. Time to find you a few winners thanks to Points Bet. And we might have a look at the feature race there tomorrow because there's a horse going around by the name of Romantic Warrior. And if he turns up and wins under set weights and penalties in a Turnbull Stakes, boy, he's going to be a short price favourite in the WS Cox Plate. With Points Bet, you can get $2.15. Bell Trips had support because of the rain around. He's into $12. You could get $21 on Wednesday. West Wind Blows got Jamie Spence. I'd rather have Jack Ginnivan on um, that Gallopin than Jamie at $8. Even at um, 88 kilos? 78. 85. 85. Ozapenko, $6. 
then we go down to Solcom at seven fifty, and then big prices for the rest. Right, you are at sixteen dollars, and that basically says it all according to the market. All right, then the ambassador for the WS Cox Plate, Romantic uh, Jack Inverness. Of course, are you with Romantic Warrior? Do you think he'll win? Oh, it's two ten. It's it's ugly to look at. It is. Um, but I was actually listening to Racing.com yesterday, and the owner was raving about it and saying she was good and she can't lose and all this stuff. But yeah. I, I like Solcombe. Just yeah. first up form. Uh, when it was first up, sorry. It was flying late and then fourth to a few good horses. And I, I'm just, I reckon that Craig Williams on. Yeah, that's my two. Yeah. Now, Romantic Warrior hasn't had its feed. So how would you go? So pre-grand final, you haven't had, you have the same food for the whole season. You rock up to grand final week and you can't eat what you normally eat. So that's what's happened with this horse. You can't have his chicken palmer at the riser. You can't have his palmer at the riser. So Romantic Warrior has been having the same food in Hong Kong. I think I'm right, D. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm. And it's come out of Australia and that food's not allowed to come. So it's been a bit of drama. How would you go? A week before grand final, you've had your... You know, your cocoa pops the whole year, and then grand final week you can't eat your cocoa pops. Will that affect your performance, or are you reading too much into it? Uh, for me, no, but I know probably out of the 23 boys in the side, there'd probably be about 18 who would care about that, who were stress heads. So I reckon for the horse, it might it might, might trouble it. Okay. Well, I think that story, so Danny Shum is a brilliant trainer in Hong Kong. And he spent a lot of time as a foreman in Hong Kong. So he worked with some of the better trainers. Like, I, 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 they were some of the best trainers. I don't know if it was Johnny Size, but he worked with some um, of the best trainers there. And he used to be the traveling foreman. So he would travel with those horses from that stable and go to Dubai or different parts of the world with some of the star Hong Kong gallopers. Now, Danny Shum is one of those individuals that is a perfectionist. So he worries about everything. So if the horse isn't eating all of its meal and he's just missing a little bit, he's thinking it's a disaster. Um, and he was open in the media a few weeks back. And what that has happened, um, what that has caused is a cons- everybody's talking about this horse isn't eating and he won't be at his best. And um, there's the question mark over him regarding that preparation. But I think, and then he's done that before they tell me, Danny, and these horses have bolted home. So I wouldn't read too much into it un- until you actually... See it tomorrow. With you used to change tomorrow. your giddy up diet. I remember every day, giddy up, you'd rock up with a boost juice. Yeah. And now you've sort of changed that, so you might be the same. Don't, well, don't not worry. Giving, I'm not going the boost juice anymore because they don't give you um, no sponsorship. No, they're like every 10 one you used to get f- for free. You're a boost juice, man. Uh, every now. Yeah. I think back to Romantic Warrior, though, people are probably reading into it a little bit too much. You look at a horse like Dubai Honor, who was absolutely beaten a long way by Romantic Warrior, came out and beat Animo last year. How short would Animo be in a race like this? So I think people are reading a little bit too much into it and he's going to be really hard to beat. We look at the genuine weight for age horses that have come out in recent years, stay at a rest. One of Cox Plate, Lee Grisher, and Romantic Warrior's figures and ratings do line up to, to those horses. So he's going to be awfully hard to beat and I think he'll get the job done there at the $2 mark. Well, you sold us. There you Jack go, Jack. Jack has sold um, us. Going to change his mind. Brittany Taylor's about to join us, but just quickly, Jack, I was talking to the Richmond boys during the spring launch and they said the premiership, but they've won three of them. If you could win a Melbourne Cup or a premiership, you've already won a premiership, which one would you have now? Well, maybe a Melbourne Cup now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the boys depends said. It depends if I have... 50% of the horses. Yeah. <laughs> um, this, this young lady is a superstar. She's one of the mega stars in a race, um, Australian racing media. 
She's from WA, but her father is a famous trainer, Jimmy Taylor, multiple group one winning trainer. He's trained winner bottoms, multiple winner bottom winners, which is the premier sprint race. But he's got a horse by the name of Ginevan and named after our special guest, Jack. And Brittany joins us to tell us the story about how Jimmy, who is a passionate West Coast supporter, named a horse after a Collingwood play. Brittany, hello to you. And good morning, boys. Um, how did you name a horse after Jack? Well, the mother's name's taken high. And so when the first ball came along, we wanted something footy related. And uh, I was on a radio show at the time and opened up the calls to anyone who wanted to name and heaps of footy related names came in and we come up with on the full. And um, then when the second one came around, another one uh, out of taken high, one of the suggestions that came through was Ginnivet. So it worked out perfectly to give him that name and his stable name is Jack. So uh, <laughs> he's had a good start to his career. And you're still getting robbed. They still never, they never give you a free kick for um, high tackles <laughs> these days, do they, Jack? No, nah, not really. I'm still getting stitched up a little bit. Now, <laughs> tell, to Nick now, so it's all right. Yeah, it's good. They, it's tell Brittany the story about when you found out about the, um, the horse and your punting story. And you backed Pikey. Yeah, it's, um, it's pretty embarrassing, Brittany. So, um, <laughs> I was having a day of it, to be honest, and I saw Ascot race one, um, and I'm a big William Pike lover, so I didn't even scroll down. Um, I saw the oh, first no. two horses, and um, yeah, one was William Pike, $2.50, and I was like, yep, that'll do, and didn't even scroll down to see my name, the Ginnivan horse, and didn't even look at it, and then it got into the race, and it bolted out of the gates and was the leader, obviously, and um, it said Ginnivan, I could not believe it. Um, and then, yeah, just didn't even stop and it won. And I was absolutely in tears looking at it. But I was next to my mate Trent and just being like, oh, my God. Well, that's a disgrace from your end, Brittany. You didn't even tell him. You named a horse after him. You, you, with all of your contacts in the in the, the world these days, surely you could have got in contact with Jack to tell him. Well, actually, I think we did because I was doing a – I was doing something with Eddie Maguire at the time and just happened to be chatting to him. And he said, send me through its track gallops. And so uh, sent Eddie through the track gallop and everything. And he said, yeah, yeah, I'm going to pass it on, pass it on. So, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, that's I, on I you, Jack, then, it sounds. Yeah, yeah, that's on you. Eddie, Eddie didn't contact me. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie kept that to himself. Yeah. How does he behave so, around the stables? What's he, what's he behave he like? Does he behave like the Gidevan himself? Uh, he's a beautiful horse, actually. He is. Uh, so no. He's a, so he's yes. A yeah. He's a lovely <laughs> Thank you one. For the he, he tossed. He tossed me off once and ran over my arm. And um, but other than that, that was his, that's his only misdemeanour. Okay, then you're you're old man. Like he's, their silks are West Coast Eagles. So Ginevan mm-hmm. won in the West Coast Eagles silks. But um, so how did Jimmy allow a horse under his care <laughs> to be named after a Collingwood star? I know. I, I don't know how it's happened. And the, we're already brainstorming the next one. The mayor's just had another fall. So if you have any ideas on who you want the next one to be named after, we're all ears. Yeah. All right, too. <laughs> yeah. He was actually going, he was, he was, dad was thinking around the lines of taken high as in like a taken high in the draft. It was going to go a day cost. So he's really sticking with the Collingwood theme. Well, there you go. Whispers, maybe. Maybe yeah. Harley Reid because he's going to West Coast. Yeah. Wow. Oh, there you yeah, go. There's there an go. exclusive for us because he's a Bendigo boy, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, Bendigo boy. So hopefully Eagles hold on to the pick and yeah. maybe Harley Reid, the next horse. That, I like that. Hey, um, Britt, we've got a run. Have you got a winner for us before we say goodbye? Uh, I like Sulcum. 
actually. Oh, so I heard I heard you just talking about Romantic Warrior like. just then, but. Uh, yeah, I like Sulcum on the weekend. <laughs> we'll get on Sulcum, Brick. Keep on dominating. We appreciate your time and um, say good day to Jimmy for us. I will. There's there's Brittany Taylor there. So good on Brit for joining us. I've got to take the news to HK. Let's take the news and um, Jack, you got to go. Thanks for. Oh, you want to, you can stay for the whole show if you want. If you want. All right, then you might as well stay for All the right. hour. We'll take a, we'll take the news and come back with plenty more. This is Formlands. Thanks to PointsBet on uh, this Friday afternoon. You're listening to Fitzy's Friday Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. Download the SEN app to make sure you never miss a tip from the magic man. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Welcome back to the Form Lounge. Thanks to PointsBet, Gareth Hall, Jack Gittivan, Huey Fitzpatrick, Jackson France with you on this Friday afternoon. Um, we're about to catch up with Elliot Forbes from PointsBet to go through some of those markets there at Flemington on Saturday. And we might even get a tip from Elliot. They tell me he's one hell of a judge. And then Jason Richardson from Channel 7 will be joining us towards the back end of this hour. And hopefully we can find you a few winners as well on this Friday because it's moving day there at Flemington with a host of terrific races highlighted by that Group 1 Turnbull Stakes. We'll get to see a lot of the cup horses and to see where they go. After the Turnbull, will they go to a Caulfield Cup, a Cox Plate? We know that Romantic Warrior will be heading towards the Cox Plate. And then we'll get a good guide, I think, on who are the horses to watch out for for a uh, from a Melbourne Cup point of view. But this man's a star from Points Bet. Elliot Forbes joins us here on Form Lounge. Good morning to afternoon to you, Elliot. Thanks for your time, mate. What a race this is, the Turnbull Stakes. Now, we've got Jack Gittivan, Huey Fitzpatrick, Jackson France with me on this Friday afternoon, mate. Um, what price can you give us for a romantic warrior? Surely, surely you can give us around two fifty. Yeah, afternoon boys, two fifty. I think you might be dreaming. We opened at <laughs> two twenty at points bet, and it's been very, very popular with runners. You've got James McDonald on board, going to get the gun run of the race. We're two fifteen at the moment, and a lot of punters are taking that up. They're very, very happy with the four lines around it overseas. First run in Australia. Uh, the 2.15, I don't think it'll start that long. So if you are keen to have a bet with us at points bet on Romantic Warrior, I'd suggest betting today. It's got three yeah. green lights on the form factors at points bet as well. So I think it's going to take a power of beating in the Turnbull tomorrow. Yeah, you're shopping really well there with Romantic Warrior. And I think with the Whirlpool as well, he'll be, he'll be heavily supported, um, especially if uh, his fans in Hong Kong start to jump on his bandwagon there in Romantic Warrior. What about Ozapenko and also um, the team here are tipping Sulcum in the Turnbull Stakes? What prices can we get for those two Chris Waller train gallopers? Yeah, so Ozapenko, you're going to get $6. Does strip fitter third up, hit the line very strongly last start and always going up in distance towards these longer races. I think it's going to run a very big race. We're $6 at the moment. Have been a couple of specking bets. It is six fifty where we open now, $6.00. And then Sulcum is seven fifty, holding a price as well. Can miss the start a little bit, Sulcum, but I think it's going to get no weight if it does go down that cut path. So it's going to be very interesting. Got Craig Williams on board as well, drawn ideally barrier two as well. What about a little same race multi for us? Sort of romantic worry to win Sulcum top three. What can points but give us there? Sorry to throw you on the spot. Yeah, there. Look, you, might have to, you might have to do some work with the, with the thumbs, but that's I think that's what we're keen on here. 
Yeah, correct. Look, I think Romantic Warrior is going to be the one to beat in this race. You're going to get around $4, something like that, if you're lucky. Romantic Warrior to win, Solcom to run top three or top four with us at points bet. You can jump on to pointsbet.com.au, build your own same race multi, use all the form factors there with racing.com form analysts as well. Um, Gold Trip's going to run a good race. I think Right You Are has been spec. So there's plenty of good horses in this race, but I do see Romantic Warrior winning this pretty comfortably. Stockham's going to run a big race as well with Craig Williams on board, Waller, star trainer also. What about the Guy Stakes, mate? Um, geez, they're tipping Star Patrol strongly, but there has been a little bit of money around, I think, for your selection there for Graham Beck. Yeah, correct. Star Patrol favourite, 255, holding that price. We did open 250, so no real movement. Say Magic, trained by Beg, Michael D on board, 55 kilos, so carrying no weight. It was pretty good returning, running fourth. Jump out in between, has had five weeks or so off and does run very well at this track. $5.50, I'm pretty keen to have a bet here at this price. I think it starts shorter than that tomorrow. Star Patrol will run favourite, but I think at the price I'd rather be at 5.50 than the 2.50 on Star Patrol. And have you got a special for us there on each way play there for us um, tomorrow, Ali, at, at Flemington that we can follow with some interest? Yeah, I do. Race 7, number 15, Future History. Progressive staying horse, good foundation to run at its peak rating now. Down in the weights, drawn really well. Um, it's going to take up a prominent position, think it's going to roll forward. And the stable, the Mar Eustace stable, does have a fantastic rate, strike rate in these distance races. So... Getting 14 the win, $4.20 the place. I'd love it to just throw in my place multi if I'm having a bet that way tomorrow, but I'm more than happy to have a bet each way at the $14 and $4.20 at points bet. Sensational stuff, Ali. I think you're joining us in the studio next week as we get set for the biggest day of racing in this country with uh, Everest Day, Caulfield Guineas Day, King Charles. We've got the might and power of the Turak. It's a day that racing fans can't afford to miss, so looking forward to catching up with you then, mate. Thanks for that, Ali. Perfect, boys. Looking forward to it. There's Elliot Falls from PointsBet for a racing experience that's built different this spring carnival. Download the PointsBet app now. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and Jason Richardson will join myself, Gareth Hall, Jack Edivan, Huey Fitzpatrick and Jackson France on this Friday afternoon edition of Form Lounge. You're listening to Fitzy's Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. Download the SEN app to make sure you never miss a tip from the magic man. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Now, the magic man's been in contact. Gareth Hall with you filling in for the... can't believe he calls himself the magic man, but Miles Fitzner. And uh, he's going to join me on winners tomorrow morning because he's upset that... He's upset. He goes, you, you take over my show. You've got Jackie Nevin on, and you've got Brittany Taylor on, and Jason Richardson, and Jackson France, and Huey Fitzpatrick. He'd be um, flat as a tack. No, he's up and about. Well, so he'll be joining me tomorrow morning um, with Mickey Gannon and, and Brett Baker. Looking forward to that on winners. Anything else for us at Flemington? Um, uh, Jack? I do. Don't worry Wait. about Flemington. What about the NFL you keep watching? What's, what's the guy up here? You, you, yeah. Interest in the Washington Commanders. Talk, yeah. talk to the what, listeners. Washington Commanders versus Chicago Bears. Me and um, Oleg Markov are playing each other in fantasy this week, and he's got the Bears quarterback, Justin Fields, and I've got the Commanders quarterback, um, Sam Howard. Commanders are on three and a half time, and Bears are on 27. So oh, I've man. had an absolute mare of it so far. Um, but one for Flemington is race six. Number one, skew whiff. Opie Bossom on board. 
Last season winning at Group One. Um, yeah. Okay. Good price as well at eight fifty. So the Kiwi. If you just want to have a little double, there you go. It, but yeah, gamble responsibly, exactly of course. Right. But um, yes, yeah, if uh, Mark Walker is on fire at the moment. Yeah. I I've, I think Legacies can win. I think she's. I'd be I'd be um, taking her. I think there's a two year old. We had a chat to James Cummings yesterday. I know you listen to Giddy Up and the Stable Mail Jack all the time, but there was a horse. Um, Tomorrow at Flemington in race two, the Maribyrnong Trials stakes a two-year-old called Blue Illusion. They reckon it's a star. So Blue Point, so yeah, son of Blue Point. So Blue Illusion into Legacies, um, and that'll do us. I think we can watch the rest of the the, the day's racing there. Do you have anything for us, Hughie? No, I'm not gonna not gonna steer the pace. So, my my preview will drop on Saturday morning. Oh, yeah, Fist of Fury's in too, Jack. You better tell us about Fist of Fury. Wayne Hawks should just text in. How do you think it'll go? Yeah, well, I, I own 100% of it. So, yeah. <laughs> so we'll probably win. You and Rick at Lake. <laughs> Fist of Fury. Um, what's on for the off-season, Jackie boy? So footy's done. you at the BNF tonight. What's what's on the agenda? you got to stay in Melbourne, pick the eyes out of it this spring, you've got to jet off to Europe. What's what's yeah. on for Jack Ginnivan? Yeah, a few things. Uh, BNF tonight will be good at Crown. All the boys there again. So we'll see if they've recovered um, from a big few days. But... Um, Going to Bali with eight teammates and a few other boys, so um, that'll be really nice to get there. It's, uh, the weather is 30, seven days in a row, so I'm, I'm wrapped with that. And then I'll go to Byron a little bit and um, do all the <laughs> cool stuff up there, be a hippie. Um, but, yeah, just staying pretty local this year, I'm pretty keen to get fit and another big season. I noticed the boys went to Lamar's, and I didn't, I didn't see you in the photo. Whereabouts were you? Take, did you take the photo? Is that right? Or yeah, I, I took the photo. No, I was I was offered the miso. I had to do the right thing with a, a nice little dinner in the CBD. So I was looking after. Tell you love her here on the form now. Yeah, I, I love Christiana. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, do you think when you're running the four hundreds, do you think that you um, who's your favourite horse of all time? Oh, jeez, a bridesmaid horse, surely. <laughs> Probably. Probably alligator blood. Yeah. I've just, yeah. When it was in the green silks, I absolutely loved it. So when you're running your 400 in your intervals and all that, do you just think um, you get out in front like alligator blood just to get yourself over <laughs> yeah, the line? Yeah, I'm a front marker, that's for sure. The yep. the Botten uh, Waterhouse team, I, I'm definitely yep. like that. That's how I train. And you turn to fly and say, don't worry about me, fly, I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, alligator worry. blood inspires me. Exactly uh, right. Um, we'll take a quick break. Jason Richardson to join us next here on the Four Mounds. Thanks to Points Bet. You're listening to Fitzy's Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. You're listening to Fitzy's Friday Form Lounge with Miles Fitzner. Download the SEN app to make sure you never miss a tip from the magic man. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Great to be with you on this Friday afternoon. Gareth Hall with you, filling in for Miles for Form Lounge and... Jack Ginnivan's with us, Huey Fitzpatrick, Jackson France also, and we've got the biggest name in racing now, the host of Get On, Channel 7's very own Jason Richardson joins us. And Richo, as I say hello to you, our special guest, Jack Ginnivan, he he desperately wants to get on your show, Get On, after you mentioned his name there last night. I think you've inspired him. As I say hello to you, Richo. Oh, brilliant to be with you. I finally made it uh, in life. Hello, uh, one and all, and uh, congratulations, uh, little Guinea. Beautifully played on the weekend, premiership player, and uh, the Get On family loves you, mate, as much as you love us. Appreciate that. Yeah, thanks so much. So, um, Guinea, what would you add to Get On? 
Where would you slot in? Do you think? <laughs> uh, I don't know. They're, they're pretty good. They're a pretty good group there. So yep. it, it'd be hard. I, I just need to squeeze a chair in there and yep. uh, maybe talk a bit of shit. Yeah, I reckon you'll fit yeah, in. Hey, you'll fit in somewhere next to Honkers, Hutchie's Honkers, <laughs> Hutchie and Hutchie and Guinea. Yeah, I reckon that's absolutely perfect. And if you find the winner, will you well and truly earn your spot in there? And uh, we're talking the crap. Well, that's the number one requirement at a show yes. like that. Somehow for 12 years, we've been able to uh, keep persisting. So someone likes what we're doing. But, uh, gee, looking forward to the weekend, team. Um, just caught up with Danny Shum, uh, uh, the trainer mm. of Romantic Warrior, the short price favourite in the Turnbull, who's now got the American feed that he had over in Hong Kong, and he's really settling into that. He's been on that for up to 10 days now. So... He's just noticed that he's you know, really got to a point where uh, Danny described him as 90% fit for Saturday. That may not be good enough to win, giving weight to the rest of them on Saturday. But if he runs really well, which I'm expecting him to do, he will be a short price favourite in the Cox Plate. Now, Richo, you're a great mate, Clint Hutchison, and yourself do a wonderful podcast, um, Hutchie's Honkers. And you had Danny Shum, they got everybody talking um, in the racing game a few weeks ago when he said this horse isn't eating up and I'm concerned and the travel and the CT scans and um, everybody thought, oh, he might be in a little bit of trouble here, but the punters have continued to, to rally to him. And then I made a few phone calls and they tell me, and you can read you can read personalities better than anyone, they tell me Danny Shum's a perfectionist, a bit of a worry what. Did you find that with him? Do you think that sometimes he might be you know, um, making this a bigger story than it is because he is a perfectionist? I think he is a perfectionist, um, but also do believe that he was concerned because as you would know better than anyone, if you're travelling a horse internationally, it's really tough. So you want everything to go 100% right. So any sort of an issue, an issue in regards to feed, um, he was given the Australian feed because of the fact that the American... Uh, manufacturers weren't supplying the Australian government with the special herbs and spices of the feed and therefore they couldn't get it sanctioned. Eventually through the good governance of Racing Victoria and a lot of encouragement from from a lot of people, um, the manufacturer eventually did provide all the ingredients and therefore it was able to be sanctioned and the Hong Kong Jockey Club freighted it straight in. So yes, he wasn't loving his Australian feed. He wasn't despising it, but he wasn't loving it, but he's back on his original uh, and home feed now and really relishing it. Um, if he's 90% fit, then he's going to take a power of beating. Keep in mind, this is not a wait for age race. I think a lot of people keep thinking, you know, like the Underwood, like the Mackay Medieval, we just roll into these wait for age races. This is set weights with penalties. He has 59 kilos. So since this race has become a group one 17 years ago, only one horse has carried 59 and been able to win the Turbo, and that was the mighty zipping. So you need to be at the top of your game to give horses, quality horses like West Wind Blows, like the Melbourne Cup winner in Gold Trip, like Salkham, to give them weight and give them a beating, like Osipenko. He's got to give him three kilos. Now, if he can't do it on Saturday but gets close, well, then he gets to Cox Plate Day, and, of course, it's weight for age there. Meets them all uh, uh, relatively level weight. So I think he's vulnerable on Saturday. I wouldn't be jumping into uh, $2 for him. I think West Wind Blows, it was around $8, $9. Chances got form around Dubai Honour that we can tie in with Animo and therefore tie in with other Australian horses and tie in with Romantic Warrior. I think he's a better play, but uh, I think uh, the Hong Kong champ will show that he's going to be the one to beat the Cox play.
What about Sulcombe, Richie? Jack's very keen on um, the Johnny O'Neill and Galloper. Can you tip him into that? Are you, any, are you pushing with him as well? Well, I think he'll run really well. I mean, the reality is for him, he's a handicapper and he's aiming towards um, the Cups. So the Cups is when we'll see him at his absolute best. I can imagine that he'll just go through his gears stylishly. He will be like Francesco Gardi. They'll be the eye catchers that after the race that, uh, you know, Gareth will be leading his program next week saying yes. we've got a new short price favourite <laughs> in the Cup. Then it'll be one of those who will be the real eye catcher, I think. Whether they've got the electrifying turn of foot to be able to win a Turnbull and be able to out-sprint the likes of Romantic Warrior or wait for age horse like, say, Osipenko or West Wind Blows, don't know about that. But I can imagine they will stylishly go through their gears and be the uh, be a, a, a Cups contender. But keep in mind, um, Smoke and Romans won the race last year and then went around as a short price favourite in the Caulfield Cup. So mm. that's what this race will throw up. Uh, yeah, Jackie, obviously. Um, have you got anything else for us uh, at Flemington throughout the day, if you can tip us into anything, so maybe something each way at a price? Oh, I like it. Uh, something a little on, on, on the rough. Ruffy. Well, I think, say, Maggie can uh, knock off uh, Star Power, and I think um, Star Patrol, uh, that's in the Gilgai. I, th- I really like, uh, say, Magic, and you get around uh, $6 uh, at the moment. So in the Bart Cummings, the, you know, it's fantastic that First Immortal's got a start now, and that'll be a short price favourite. There's a horse called Shiraz, which is around $20, which is running really well, and better than what the form card suggests. He's been trained at Macedon by Chris Waller, and Chris has been telling everyone how well he's enjoying that Macedon experience, that horse, Shiraz. Um, he's actually eating up better than he ever has in the past. And I think Damien Oliver can give him a gun rider. He might be an outsider that can test first immortal in that bar coming. But, I mean, there's value throughout. And then for, from a Channel 7 point of view, we've got the, the great Rose Hill car with a $2 million Hill Stakes as well, and the Alan Brown Stakes uh, with $1.5 million. The Roman Consul with, you know, Barber up against Osmosis and King's Gambit. So on seven, we'll have the best of both worlds throughout our super day of racing. And we'll be watching Richo. Um, Richo roving at the mounting yard. We've only got about 25 seconds before we have to say goodbye, but we'll be watching. Loving the coverage, mate. You keep on dominating. And, um, yep, we'll see you on our TV screens tomorrow afternoon. Very much looking forward to it. Thanks for being uh, letting me be on the show, boys, and hope you find a winner on Saturday. There's a great Jason Richardson, the host of Get On, the host of the Channel 7 Racing Coverage. Jack, enjoy Bali, mate. Good luck with the Cox Plate ambassador role, and um, you just keep being you, brother. Thanks for having me, boys. We'll get you on with Tags, one SEN track afternoon. We'll lock you in. Good on you, Huey. Cheers, G. Cheers, Jack. Cheers, Jacko. Thanks, Jacko. That is it for Four Mounds. Thanks to Points, but have a wonderful day. I'll catch you tomorrow morning from 9 o'clock for winners. But for now, get set for a big afternoon on Trackside. <laughs>